Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to 48 Hours ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Need more true crime in your life? An Audible membership can solve that. Audible is the ultimate destination for thrilling audio entertainment. As an Audible member, you could choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog. Don't miss The Serial Killer's Apprentice by Katherine Ramsland and Tracy Allman. It follows the true story of how Houston's deadliest murder turned a kid into a killer in training. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500. That's audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days audible.com slash 48 hours. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. I'm Peter Van Sant for the CBS News broadcast, 48 Hours. In this podcast, we will look into the night a beautiful cocktail waitress, Shauna TFA, was murdered. It was the early morning hours of September 29th, 2012 that Shauna Tiafei got off of work and made her way home. It was in her home that someone snuck up behind her and bludgeoned her to death with a hammer. This twisted crime would take investigators from the streets of Las Vegas to the Nevada desert looking for clues in the bizarre and horrific murder. In this week's podcast, we interview two homicide detectives, Dan Long and Terry Miller, who investigated this brutal murder. I received a call on September 29th of 2012 uh, from Sergeant Annette Mullen, who requested, uh, because we were the homicide team that was up for rotation, to respond to a homicide that had uh, occurred at the Willow Creek apartment complex on 215 in um, Town Center. What did you know going in? I had very little information going in, just that a female had been found by her husband and her child deceased in her home, and homicide had been requested to respond. When you arrive at the scene, what do you do? When I arrived at the scene, it was quite hectic because uh, not only were there patrol officers there, we had several other detectives as well as lots of fire department personnel were on scene, which was uncommon, as well as um, some of our upper um, administration. administration, right? Uh, typically, we don't have that when we respond out on a scene. Um, so you had a whole crowd of people there. There were. Why were there firemen there? The person that had called 911 was a Las Vegas Fire Department employee. He was a firefighter for them. 
Uh, he had uh, responded over to his wife's residence with his daughter on a personal matter and had located her deceased within the home. So you arrived. Did you go into the residence? Did you see her? Eventually, but upon arrival, we had a briefing. And it was one of the briefing, the biggest briefings we've ever had. Yes. Um, and uh, we were given details uh, of the call. We always do that. That's the protocol for a homicide response, is that we get a briefing from everyone that had been involved prior to our arrival. And uh, during that briefing, we had information that the firefighter was identified as George TFA and his eight-year-old daughter, Madison, was on scene also. And they had discovered Shauna TFA, his wife. That's right. And upon discovering her uh, body within her residence, he had contacted 911 and requested police respond. So uh, take me to the next step. What do you do? You get your briefing. What is your task? What, what do you do? When our team responds, uh, we have a variety of different assignments. Uh, my partner, uh, Dan, was assigned to the, the crime scene, and I was responsible for all the outside interviews, the canvas of the area, anything that was going on outside the crime scene. Tell me about that. What do you decide to do? Well, naturally, our first person that we want to interview is the person that called 911. Uh, that was the person that was on scene that obviously found uh, Shauna deceased. And um, we wanted to talk to him to find out exactly what he did, why he was there, and what he found when he entered her residence. That's and, George TFA. Yeah, and naturally, George is going to be our number one suspect. Uh, a woman that he's going through a divorce with and separated from, he finds dead inside of an apartment. So he's our number one suspect right away. Uh, so that interview is, is very, very important. Uh, and Detective uh, Terry and Cliff Mogg started the interview with him to see you know, where that was going to take him. They learned right away that he was at work at the fire station and was not the man that killed uh, Shauna. We, we did some verification, but we knew right away that he's not our killer. Whoever had done this horrific act, this terrible beating, it wasn't George TFA. Correct. And so tell me about that first interview with George TFA and what struck you as an investigator uh, with what you heard. Well, naturally, uh, one of my first questions was, was where were you uh, in the hours uh, prior to her death? And he had an alibi. He uh, had worked a 24-hour shift at the fire station. Um, and when we checked that out, it, he absolutely was from 7 a.m. to 7 a.m. He was at the fire station. He responded on all calls, and he had a partner when he responded on those calls. And what did uh, that tell you? He's not our killer. Um, during the course of the investigation, um, initially, I had the impression that Although he was uh, not distraught, he cried appropriately. Uh, he answered our questions. He initially appeared to be somewhat honest when he was telling us that he had um, he was going through a divorce. However, he told uh, Detective Cliff Mogg and I that they had been going to counseling, that the divorce had been called off, 
that um, things were going well with them. They were able, able to overcome the problems that they had in their marriage and things were back on track. And he had no idea whatsoever who would have done this. None. None. Did you ask him that question? Would anyone want to harm your wife? We asked him a variety of different questions. Did he have a large life insurance policy on her? Uh, he, was there anything suspicious that had happened recently with her? Was there anyone from the Palms that she'd been having problems with? And he did mention that there had been a burglary prior to, a couple of weeks prior to uh, her death, which of course caused us uh, to ask additional questions in regards to what was taken, why, you know, if it had been reported to police, things that, you know, on that order. But initially, um, he said, this was a voluntary interview that he conducted with us, and he, he had a, a justification for everything that we asked. Those questions when you asked him about, was there anyone at the Palms who had a, a, a gripe against uh, Shauna or some issue with her? Did he know anyone who might have wanted to hurt her? How did he answer those questions? He said, absolutely not. As far as he knew, everything was fine at work, uh, that she got along well with all her employees that, you know, that she worked with. Um, the only thing that had happened in the prior weeks to her death was the burglary. And, and is that a red flag for you? Uh, yeah, it was. Absolutely. There was a break-in at the house. Um, we found no forced entry into the house that day. Um, of course, there was no forced entry on the prior occasion either. So that threw up a lot of red flags for us. The things that were taken in the prior uh, burglary was panties, lotion. Uh, they drank some of the chocolate vodka and left a pair of small small-sized boxer shorts, and which she found very, very creepy. Uh, and she, she didn't know what to do at that point. So she consulted with several people, and then about a week later decided to call the police, uh, who, who sent out a cadet who took a report. But the evidence, the boxers, were never collected. We later found those in, well, they found, the family found them in the garage. A, a pair of boxers was left behind by this intruder. Correct, and that's the size small. They immediately started thinking that it's an adolescent, somebody from the neighborhood, maybe. Um, and they started to opine on who this person could be that actually came into the house. And uh, Well, you have to be wondering, could this have been the person that was there two weeks earlier? Yes, exactly. very much so. But everybody in the family had all talked and theorized that the person that did this was going to be a juvenile from that apartment complex. Of course we're going to go talk to them. We did. Um, it was not them. Those small sized boxer shorts, in my opinion, belonged to Noel Stevens, who we later discover. Give me, um, before we jump ahead to that, <laughs> give me in these initial hours what's going through your mind as to who potentially could have done this to Shauna. I would say initially we thought that it was um, a stranger. Um, we had information from our briefing that a phone call had come in from Shauna's family and they were very concerned and wanted us to take a look at George TFA. 
that there were problems in the marriage and there was a lot of questions that were asked to him about the state of their marriage. However, he responded appropriately at that time, stating that they had went to counseling, that they had just recently decided to stop the divorce proceedings, um, that they had had problems since December of the prior year, uh, and they had been working on their relationship throughout that time period. And although he had filed for divorce uh, uh, twice, I believe, that they had decided that they needed to be parents and take care of their daughter, Madison. Is it true that George and Shauna had decided to try to reconcile? A couple of different times they did. Um, records later indicated to us through uh, attorneys that the divorce was filed by, uh, proceedings was filed by George TFA in December. He called it off in March, mm -hmm. I think. And then uh, she moved out into her apartment in April. Uh, in May, he filed again for divorce. Uh, then it was back off in June. July, almost. June or July, yeah. the end of June. Um, a real roller coaster then is what we're talking right. about. Absolutely. They couldn't make up their minds. Right. And the last reconciliation that George is talking about, that they were going to get back together, is false. That was completely false. If you go through the text messages between the two, there was no reconciliation. Her last comments were, um, we are moved into separate places. We are never going to get back together again. So... In your interview with George, does he say any, anything in a disparaging way about his now dead wife? He tried to indicate that Shauna had some drug problems uh, for prescription drugs, but then he would turn around and say, but Shauna was one of the hardest working people that he ever knew. Um, he wasn't all that flattering towards her uh, in the interview. Did he um, talk about money? Yes, he did. Uh, there were some financial problems. George and Shauna were on two different pages uh, financially. George um, was kind of a earthy person who didn't need a lot of materialistic things. Um, Shauna especially in the position that she worked at the Palms as a cocktail waitress. And based on, unfortunately, the way she looks, also comes into her income for tips um, as a cocktail waitress. Shauna always looked very, very nice. She's a beautiful woman. And she always looked fantastic when she went to work. Uh, any of our the photos that we've seen of her, she was, she was just beautiful. Um, she also liked beautiful things. And she was, in our, my opinion, uh, sort of materialistic. Uh, she liked nice things, there's, which there's nothing wrong with that. But George didn't see eye to eye with her on that and constantly complained because she wanted those materialistic things. Dan, when you read through or listened to this interview with George TFA, Anything in that that you picked up on that seemed unusual? Yes. Uh, her parenting styles with her daughter was a huge deal to him. Uh, he, in my opinion, he's a very manipulative person. And he was manipulating Shauna using their daughter. 
uh, and it was really obvious with Detective Miller's questions uh, and bringing it out that that's what he was doing. Um, the only the only problem is when you read through it, he's not our suspect. Um, there was some real animosity between the two of them that, that was not solved. He still held that animosity. He was still using things to control Shauna, uh, items to control Shauna, money to control Shauna, and the daughter to control Shauna. Uh, and that control is a re huge red flag for us. Uh, the problem is, he's not our suspect. Uh, so you, you're, you're reading it and you're like, there's something seriously wrong here, but he's not the man that killed Shauna. So let's keep moving until we find the person that killed Shauna. So it was the glamour girl. In, in some ways, she was, she was very glamorous, right? She was like a star. Absolutely. Beautiful versus kind of earth boy. Earth boy and extremely intelligent earth boy. Uh, very accomplished. Uh, valedictorian, valedictorian. Uh, he was, uh, went into West Point. He got an engineering degree. He uh, came out of there and was building schools for Habitat for Humanity. He went to work as an engineer for a large corporation, but it didn't give him that limelight. And so he wanted to be a fireman. He wanted to be a hero. Um, firemen are heroes. So he joined the firemen. And then he becomes honor guard for the, the firemen. Every one of the firemen we talked to looked up to George TFA. He was the epitome of firemen, and they are the heroes. Because George and Shauna were working on their relationship, wanting it to succeed, some people wonder if Shauna's exposure as a cocktail waitress could have something to do with her murder. Could someone have been obsessed with her? Maybe stalking her? Tune in this week at 10 p.m. Eastern Time for 48 hours on CBS to find out what exactly happened to Shauna Tiafei. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the 48 Hours podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Allow your imagination to be piqued by stories that are brought to life through captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances. As an Audible member, you'll be able to keep your heart rate up month after month because you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. If you're in the mood for a shocking psychological thriller, check out None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. Embrace brand new exclusive thrillers from bestselling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. That's audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. 
I'm CBS News correspondent Major Garrett, host of the podcast Agent of Betrayal, The Double Life of Robert Hansen. During the Cold War, FBI agent Robert Hansen traded classified secrets to the Kremlin in exchange for cash and jewels. In the podcast, you'll hear from Hansen's closest friends, family members, victims, and colleagues for the most comprehensive telling of who Robert Hansen really was. Binge the entire series now. Agent of Betrayal, The Double Life of Robert Hansen is available on the Wondery app, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.